This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Today on the COVID report, we are joined by Mundu Machaya, a personal trainer and fitness enthusiast, sharing with us how he's adapted his business. Thank you so much, Mundu, for joining us here on the COVID report. And we have recently entered level two. Gyms are open across the country. As a personal trainer and gym enthusiast yourself, how are you feeling? Hi, Sibisitla. Thanks for having me. Um, Well, I mean, in general, just as a personal trainer and as a person who obviously enjoyed being in the gym, uh, I think I'm feeling the same way as everybody across the country. Everybody's excited, they're happy. Uh, everybody's looking forward to actually being in a slightly different space where they can now do um, all the exercises and activities that they've been doing either at home uh, or at the park, but now in a gym setting. Uh, so I'm speaking about now guys that like to go to classes, guys that like to lift slightly heavier weights, use gym machines, and those who did not have access to things like um, like speed bikes, assault bikes, or treadmills. So I'm personally, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, still slightly skeptical, but excited nonetheless. Wundu, you've just mentioned that you're slightly skeptical of the reopening. Please share with us why. Um, well, my skepticism... Um, is slightly centered uh, towards uh, just how, you know, because there's been issues with uh, the general public in, in, in different sort of settings already in different sectors and how they obviously conduct themselves and behave and people not wanting to do certain things. I know gyms are, are saying that they're going to implement uh, certain measures. Uh, so my skepticism is not really towards the gyms themselves as facilities. It's just um, exactly like how the public is going to uh, behave and act and how they're going to adhere to all these uh, uh, guidelines and rules that are going to be set. Because, I mean, we've seen videos where people are told about the guidelines are told about the rules when they're in shops, but they want to fight those rules and guidelines. So now in a gym, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen in gym settings where people fight over specific equipment. Now imagine introducing... Um, the aspect that now we're doing the masks, you have to wipe down everything. We're taking away certain privileges at certain gyms. I'm guessing it's going to operate like a boutique where you book a spot, you have come a specific time, and obviously they want specific numbers at, at that certain time. Um, and now you know how people are going to fight. Like, no, I got here before so-and-so. I was just parking and I ran downstairs to go fetch this and that. Um, the gym is not capacity, etc. So obviously these are all hypotheticals that I'm thinking about, but due to that, I think that's what has birthed my slight skepticism. But I mean, with what I've uh, been told in terms of the business updates of certain facilities and what I myself want to implement if I was to get um, a small space of my own where I operate out of and I still operate at the gym, um, so my skepticism, like I said, just to sum everything up, is based on just how everybody has been treating and reacting to certain guidelines that have been placed um, or put in place, rather, for uh, the management of COVID-19. Now, going back to the gyms, what have you heard from your gym and what do you think some of the things they are going to be implemented in the, fa- in the reopening of gyms across the country? Um, well... As a trainer, I've heard pretty much the same stuff that members have heard, you know, because I don't, I don't enjoy or want to speculate 
um, or speak out of turn, so to say, with what uh, um, people will be doing. But I think in the, along the lines of, um, obviously, with the gym that I'm affiliated with, they would like to open within the coming week because there are certain aspects that they would like to sort of challenge, uh, so to say, with the guidelines that have been put in place by the government. So if we go back to what the government wanted, they want, if I'm not mistaken, a tax of 50 people within the gym. So now if you picture a facility that on a daily basis maybe would see about 2,000, 2,500 people, um, I think they want to challenge the fact that 50 people includes staff, it includes your cleaning staff, it includes um, obviously the trainers and the people that are in there actually training. So initially, I think my facility wanted a number of about 180 people because the space allows. And um, they've obviously presented their, uh, their, their, their argument or their, their plan on what they're going to do uh, in, terms to, in terms of ensuring that obviously people maintain social distancing. They um, ensure that they're using their own space, their training, two meters, I think, apart from each other, et cetera, et cetera, using the disinfectant uh, equipment that's around and they're cleaning on the clock, around the clock. So I'm still personally waiting to see what the feedback is. Um, for trainers, if that's the practice across all facilities, doesn't matter how big your facility is per square meter, if you only allowed 50 people in there, it's going to affect business a lot. Uh, for trainers, because um, if I have back-to-backs, for instance, from if I've got a nine o'clock, I've got a ten, and then I've got an eleven, and my nine o'clock arrives, and they just manage to be the fiftieth person, then my ten o'clock arrives, uh, even though they've booked. Um, I, I don't know how they plan on implementing the booking system because if fifty people have booked already, does that mean now the next fifty can't come? after that or you have to wait till that 11 o'clock so if i booked for 10 i'm only allowed to come at 10. but now if a meeting comes up or something else happens does that mean now my my, my gym session has to be moved to later on i have to book again or can i come and wait and see if i'll be given access you understand what i'm saying so as a trainer who has a set client base and set times if my client comes in supposed to be there at nine and he comes in at 902 because they were parking and a member who also booked for nine is the 50th person to enter does that now mean my clients can't come in do you get what i'm saying so that's that's the tricky part that i feel will affect trainers a lot with um the guidelines that have been set so we are waiting to see what the government will say um it's, it's very interesting and also worrisome at the same time and something else that you have mentioned is social distancing. So with gyms reopened, and we know that exercise can be quite personal and intimate, how as a personal trainer do you plan to uphold the social distancing and still provide your clients with great workout programs? Uh, well, I've been fortunate enough to, obviously, I think from the last conversation we've had, um, we were talking about how I'm making use of sort of social media um, video platforms to train my clients. So the fact that the ability that we've I've, I've mastered for myself on how to sort of present the training uh, uh, programs and the 
training parameters and mechanisms of my programs for my clients, uh, I've managed to sort of hone skills or ability to uh, sort of demonstrate the exercises for your clients. So my clients, I've, I've devised a program where I don't physically touch my clients when it comes to stretching. I maintain my distance uh, in a way that where I present. So I, I describe or I present the exercise myself while I am performing the exercise. The client, I'm explaining exactly where it should be working, where they should be feeling, what they should be doing, and the movement pattern, the correct manner in performing that movement pattern. Uh, so in that sense, that's how my clients are still able to obviously um, enjoy the personal training itself. It hasn't taken away anything that has to do with personal training, one-on-one -on -one attention, um, where I just say, okay, we're doing a squat. And I stand back and the person has to do a squat. So I explain exactly what that squat should be doing, where it should be hitting, how to perform those squats and how to now sort of increase and add more to the squat and target different areas. And for me, I mean, um, because I've, we've, we've, we've gone through the, the programs over and over again, you keep on a daily basis, you keep uh, teaching yourself as a trainer. This ensures that you are now able to sort of uh, um, widen your ability to train clients as opposed to just saying, okay, bench press, lie down on the bench, there's a bar, push it. You understand? So the fact that I've been doing the trainings at the parks and at my clients' uh, homes, uh, I practice the social distancing where I obviously wipe down my equipment, I spray it down, put it down for my clients, and I demonstrate what they need to do with my own equipment. So I have two sets of everything. I wipe down their equipment, put it down for them, and then I take the equipment that I'm going to demonstrate with and show them exactly what I need them to do and how I need them to do it and where it should be targeting. And thus, they're able to now emulate. And during that session or that workout or that movement, I then ask them if um, it's targeting the right area where they're feeling it. Obviously, if I see and I notice that there's anything that is out of place or the movement isn't the way it should be, I correct them. Uh, within those parameters, not moving forward, not touching them. And um, it's been working well so far. And I will continue practicing those um, distancing parameters and COVID-19 guidelines with my personal business. The financial impact as a result of the closure of gyms must have been severe for many in the industry. How have you managed during this time? Well, the financial impact for... Me, just like everybody else within the fitness and wellness and health industry, has, has been really severe. So much so that most of us have had to take a step back from certain um, commitments and certain sort of contracts. So let's say I was renting a space where I was training clients. Uh, we've had to take a step back from that because obviously you aren't able to now keep up with those uh, demands of paying the monthly rent. And had to switch to the videos and the parks when we're eventually allowed to do that. Uh, that's now going to the parks. So managing with that, um, I, I've been able to sort of manage personally uh, in a sense where I obviously had my own savings account that I put aside, um, a rainy day fund, if you may call it that. And um, I know most of our clients who either took a break from training or had to or were isolated from a place where they couldn't train and they also felt that they didn't have the necessary funds for that. They've managed to sort of pay an upfront fee 
to assist us in keeping afloat. And that money is able to keep me personally afloat. And obviously I've put in a clause within the contract where if somebody has done that um, to them, it is sort of a retainer and they still have those sessions when they do come back to train with me. Uh, obviously I've put down the, the, the cost per session so that they're also able to be able to pay with that. And on top of that, I'm also able to have a form of income that covers things like rent at home, groceries, uh, petrol when I do uh, have to go anyway. So I've been able to sort of maintain and stay afloat through uh, the loyal clients and now recently clients that have rejoined or new clients that have come aboard uh, with goals and aims that they would like to achieve within that month or two months. And I see them at the park or with via video chat because I've personally feel a lot of people still do not want to be outside for too long or come across or come into contact with many people. So I send through programs, clients pay a certain fee, they do programs alone, either at the park, at home, uh, they send through some video uh, footage of them doing the program so that I can correct their form, for instance, with anything that I have given them. And I also, from my end, send through one or two videos demonstrating these uh, movement patterns. So it's just ways of reinventing your package to be able to present it to your clients and still give them value for money. Thus, you're able to uh, uh, make an income and still stay afloat. Whether it's now at 50% of your original price, 30%, whatever you have decided for those clients. So I think that's what has helped me and what I have been focusing on throughout, let's say, level four, level five. And how long do you think it will take for the industry to recover from the impact of COVID-19? Or do you think you'll be able to recover at all? Mm. Well, that is a very good question. It's something that I, not myself only, but with friends that are within the same industry have been trying to figure out and talk about. And the best thing we've come up with um, is the fact that we always go back to how the country itself, let alone the world, will try and recover from COVID as opposed to just the industry. Because now we've, so personally, I've come up with, up with a, a theory that, or a belief rather, that we'd probably only start seeing improvements uh, kicking in within a year and a half to two years. This is now nationwide across the country, as South Africa as a country. And within the industry, uh, the health and wellness and fitness industry, um, it, should, it will take a while, maybe slightly longer than that two years, uh, I feel. This is now, if you're taking into consideration, the, the curve has flattened, but there are still sort of cases out there because I feel COVID, I'm sure you will also share in the sentiment, COVID isn't just going to go away, it's just going to disappear. I feel COVID has just obviously changed the way we operate and changed the way we live our lives and uh, conduct our business uh, forever. It's basically the flu. You can get it, you get better from it, but you can get it again. So I feel taking all of that into consideration that it's not something that's going to go away it, we could start seeing an improvement for me i keep saying two years within two years we're now building up flattening the curve um getting more recoveries uh making sure that we don't have new cases 
Uh, but I feel that as opposed to not getting new cases, we might be getting re, uh, reinfections, if I can call it that. So I still maintain it will take about two years, a year and a half to start seeing a drastic improvement in the country as a whole and across all other industries uh, that keep getting affected with things like social distancing and limiting numbers of going to places. So not only fitness industry, maybe travel and tourism industry, definitely. Um, yeah, industries where it requires a, a large crowd rather or a large movement of people to, to, to engage in it for it to, to be successful. You understand? So two years, I maintain two years where we start seeing an improvement. And that is Buntu Machaya sharing with us how the gym industry has changed and how he's adapted and even scaring us a bit, saying we may only be back to normal in two years. Thank you so much, Buntu, for joining us here on the COVID Report. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I didn't mean to scare you guys, but it's just the reality <laughs> of thinking what could happen and what may come to pass. It may be less, but I still say two years just to be on the safe side. Thank you so much, Mundu, for joining us here on the COVID Report. Personal trainers have had to adapt in terms of how they provide their services, with some personal trainers running their businesses from home and others training clients outdoors. But how have they survived? We are joined by Planet Fitness Head of Marketing, Gillian Elson, to share on this further. Thank you so much, Ms. Elson, for joining us here on the COVID Report. And firstly, how has COVID-19 changed the fitness industry? Thank you so much for having me. That's a really interesting question. Gyms across the country officially closed their doors on the 26th of March, and that takes us to nearly five months. At the beginning of the hard lockdown, we saw a huge spike in our members wanting to continue with their training online. We had a massive influx of members wanting equipment in line with the demand. We decided to open up um, and invested in some significant amount of budget into developing online home classes for our members, uh, as well as the public at large, um, because we believe in keeping people in South Africa fit and healthy, um, because it, we feel that we're part of the solution in being able to combat COVID-19. and. Um, to date, more than 25,000 people have participated in those online classes that uh, were made available. Um, working out online is really not the same. Um, and we've seen as the months go along that some of the motivation has lacked a little bit. And uh, people are really desperate now to get back into the gym. How are you going to ensure they comply with the COVID-19 regulations? Uh, we feel that gyms are very much part of the solution in being able to help combat COVID-19 and in keeping our members fit and healthy, particularly in assisting members that have comorbidities. Uh, it's been proven that exercise builds the immune system, and since we don't have any kind of uh, antivirus at the moment, we believe that gyms can play an enormous role in being able to mitigate those risks and support our members in being able to build their immune system. There was some research that was conducted in Norway at the University of Oslo recently that proves that, no, that gyms don't pose any additional threat. And I think out of the study that they did of 3,200 people that were assessed during that time, only one person contracted COVID-19 and it definitely wasn't in the gym. It was at their place of work. So, yes, we've 
put a number of submissions to government based on research that we've done internationally on benchmark best practices that come from around the world, as we believe that we are an essential service and that we one of the safest environments to be in. We believe that perhaps there's been a misunderstanding when it comes to the perception created that gyms might not be safe. Uh, but there's several other industries that have opened up recently who might not be as safe as what we are um, that might pose a bigger risk to the gyms. So we definitely believe that we're an essential service in helping our members to build their immune systems and fight off the virus. And uh, we've implemented best practices for COVID-19 around the world, and we're going above and beyond what is required in the industries and are doing more in order to mitigate the risks and to ensure that our clubs are COVID-free. Now, with close to four months of being non-operational, how has the pandemic affected your finances as an organization? Uh, The gym industry in South Africa employs around 29,000 employees, many thousands more. Right at the beginning of lockdown, we chose to freeze our members' contracts and they have remained frozen since then. Uh, So as I mentioned before, we're close to five months. Um, And the reason for us doing that is to assist our members in the first place uh, who would have also fallen upon hardships. And for that reason, the company has not received any income for almost five months. That's an enormous amount of financial loss that we've incurred. We also invested a significant amount of revenue in our online classes uh, that have been provided to our members and not only to our members free of charge, but we've also provided those online classes to the general public free of charge during the lockdown period in our effort to give back to the community. Um, so these classes are, have been available through our website. So yes, a significant amount of income has been lost as a result, which has an enormous impact on us, and not only us, on some of the smaller organizations and smaller gyms. And speaking on those hardships, have you received any relief for rental of your gym facilities and properties during this time? Us uh, particularly um, are blue chip A-grade clients, and we have received some support from our landlords and banks. And looking at your staff, have personal trainers and general staff received relief funds or UIF funding? There have been no job losses at Planet Fitness up until now. The company has taken the view that people are core to our business, but we've had to make use of UIF funding for staff, and we've had to ask staff to take some pay cuts The UIF funding payouts have been a little unreliable. I think most of the countries experience that. And the business is burning a significant amount of cash at the moment um, because we're not billing our members at all during the lockdown. Uh, We're fortunate to be one of the bigger players in the industry and have some of our own resources and reserves um, with the ability uh, to finance some of that to some extent. But some of the smaller gyms in the market are not in the same position. And the longer we go on like this and not being able to open and the continued delay in opening means that we may at some point be forced to look at job losses uh, because it's not viable to continue in this manner. But despite the position that we face, we're very positive and we're still on track to stick to some of the expansion plans that we have for next year. 
Now, many businesses had to adjust their operations to tailor the current pandemic. You mentioned that you have gone online with free classes. Is there anything you else you have done outside of this? And do you plan to continue this post-pandemic? We certainly do plan to continue post-pandemic. Um, and there's a number of reasons why. But the, pandem- the pandemic has had a significant impact on the way that companies do business in general. Um, We've certainly had to make a number of adjustments in the business in terms of ensuring that our members are safe to return and to ensure that there is safety in the clubs to ensure that we're COVID-free. We're very optimistic, though, uh, about the South African economy, and therefore we're quite bullish about our expansion plans for next year. So we are looking at expanding the business around 12 to 15 months with a new club opening each month. Um, whilst we create additional jobs. And we're also investing in a virtual trainer app where members are going to be able to use uh, a virtual uh, app that they have a personal trainer, be able to track their progress. So those are the kind of things that we've had to invest in in terms of looking at the future. In terms of keeping our online classes going, we certainly will keep them going. We did a little bit of research recently, uh, which was fairly successful in terms of gauging our members' sentiment in terms of wanting to come back. And about 9% of them said that they would not be particularly keen to come back yet and for a number of reasons. So there is still a place for our online classes to service those members that might not want to come back to the uh, gym straight away. Now, what are gym companies such as Planet Fitness doing to retain their members during this lockdown as members learn and see they may not need the equipment or the personal trainers as much or in person? Besides easing the financial impact to our members by freezing their monthly subscriptions, we've also provided them with their online classes, uh, which have been free of charge. And there have been a number of online classes that we've offered to them, ranging from programs such as yoga, uh, high-intensity training. We have 50 Shades Fitter, which has been very popular. I think it's just the name that's given that popularity. Things like Brazilian Beauty Blast. We've done exercises. We've also put together a program for seniors that might want to participate. So that's how we've kept uh, our members during the lockdown. What we've also done is we partner with some of the medical partners, such as Discovery, Vitality, Momentum Multiply and Sanlam Reality. And we've also partnered with them in terms of being able to allow the members to earn their points while doing those online classes so that they don't miss out on the points that they earn during the year. And that was Gillian Elson, Head of Marketing at Planet Fitness, sharing with us how Planet Fitness has adapted to the COVID-19 pandemic. Before that, we were joined by Muntu Machaya, a personal training, sharing with us how the training game has changed due to the pandemic. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. 88.1. Or stream, stream. by www.vafm.co.za.